Welcome to The Happiness Approach. This is Pooja Anand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third and final part of this three-part goal series. Today is all about how to track your progress and how to know when to quit. Now, if you haven't heard the first two parts in this series, I highly recommend doing that first because the first one is all about alignment and clarity in choosing goals, and the second one is more strategies and how to actually achieve goals. Today, however, is of course going to be about how to track your progress and how to know when to quit or if a goal is just not working out for you anymore. I'm first going to be going through how to track your progress. The method that I like to use is selecting one day out of the week and part of that day. So maybe a one to two hour block on Sundays or Saturdays or whatever time works for you to go over progress and to track, to take away things and to reinstate certain things. I know it can seem annoying to take time out of your week to do this, but it is so important because that's where you really get into that space where you can brainstorm how you can better reach a goal, maybe be creative in the process of getting there, and maybe just reassessing if you can take anything out or change things because things change as you're going in goal achievement. It's a really good thing to set aside some time during the week to set an intention to really track the progress to see how far you've come and to also reinstate what's going to happen in the future. Of course, you can do this as you go during the week, but I really find setting aside even one to two hours on a Sunday morning or Sunday night, whenever you're feeling creative and you have the time and it works for your schedule, it really helps in just affirming what those goals are, but also giving you a very clear idea of where you stand along the line in achieving that goal and the many goals that come along with that. I'm assuming you heard the first and second part of this goal series, so you were extremely selective in alignment and also specific about your goals. You always want to set goals with metrics, as I stated, I believe, in the second part of the series, so you can measure them, and that's how you track your progress. Progress and seeing our progress is extremely motivating because it lets us know how we're doing and where you sit on the metric. The metrics will, of course, depend on the goal itself. A career or business-related goal may be in knowing your numbers and how they are scaling. A health and fitness metric may be in body fat percentage, how your clothes fit, sizing, and so on. A metric in completing a project in the house may look completely different than that. There's a million examples, but it's important to always have some sort of measurement that goes along with your goal so that you can measure how you're doing, reassess, revise, and reevaluate. That's what I recommend in terms of tracking progress. Super short and sweet, but it really does work. That's the one strategy that I find really works. Just setting aside one to two hours per week to just go over it, to track the progress, to look at the numbers, to see however you're measuring that progress. And it really helps bring on more clarity onto what you're going to be doing in the future, but also helps motivate you to keep going. 
I personally like to set up this practice for more than an hour to two because I do other things within that time in that white space per week, maybe setting up my schedule, maybe taking some time to write out what I'm grateful for. So if you already have a practice like that, just add in maybe one hour into tracking the progress on your goals. And I think that it will do wonders for you. And I think it'll just really help you out. Now, this is my personal way of doing it. Do what works for you and take away what you want from this podcast show. Of course, there's no one size fits all, but I'm just sharing what I personally do because I really think that you'll enjoy it once you start doing it and once you start reaping the rewards of tracking that progress and doing it every single week. It does really make a difference and I hope you will try it out. Now, moving on to how to know when to quit. Most things really come down to making the differentiation, the small, tiny differentiation and distinction between should I put more into it or should I stop? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I do more? Should I do less? All of these questions, it always comes down to that. Now, I can't say for sure how you're going to know that 100%. That's something only you know deep inside. But I can share some things that help me out and I hope in sharing just some of my thoughts on it and how I like to think about it and go about it, it can maybe help you make that decision. Have you ever looked back at your goals from a year ago or even months ago and thought that it's not really for you anymore? I don't mean this in any way of when things get hard, you quit. Honor the struggle and prompt your brain for that hard work and the reality of it, which I went through, I believe, in the first part of the series and the second part. But I mean, when it no longer serves a purpose in choosing that goal, you may need to just take some time out to think about whether it's even right for you anymore. Say, for example, six months ago, you thought a goal was a great idea, right? And now it doesn't really fit in with your priorities. And that's okay, It does not make you a quitter. It makes you smart and someone who realizes when to move on to different things or replace them. Don't just continue on with a goal just for the sake of continuing on and not quitting or being perceived as a quitter. If it is no longer in alignment or something you need to accomplish in order to reach your overarching design of your life and ideal self and what you've set out for yourself in the big picture, then cut it out. You don't owe anyone an explanation as to why you're doing that. Only you know what's right and you know what's wrong for yourself. Of course, I'm talking in a general sense here. I don't know your particular situation, but I do think it'll allow you into a new space to bring in goals that actually do matter in that time in your life. We're constantly changing and growing and you'll be evolved in even three months from now. No, usually right before you hit a gold mine, though, is when people quit. Perseverance is key and obedience is key. And there's going to be struggles, but only you can know the difference in persevering for something because you've said it a while back and morphed through that. And when it's hard, there's definitely a difference there. There's a difference between just feeling disheartened or tired when you just need to take a break. Sometimes we just need to take a break and refuel and rejuvenate and just take some time off to go out in nature and to feel energized again. Sometimes all it takes is taking a step back, getting your mind off of the goal, 
doing other things in life, and then suddenly you can problem solve and suddenly you have a new perspective. I'm a huge believer in hard work, but also hard resting. There's always seasons of work and resting. And a lot of the times when people find it hard to achieve a goal, it's because that's all they've been focusing on. And so they can't see things from the outside in. Maybe for you, you just need to take a step out of your head, out of that goal to really breathe and relax and see how far you've come. So try to make that distinction between when you're just feeling disheartened and it's been a lot of hard work and you need a break versus when this goal doesn't really mesh with you anymore. Things will be hard, but if you did the right work in choosing them in the first place, you can trust the process. But sometimes, having said that, it still comes up short. It's actually not cowardly to begin something and then to quit it. I don't even read books unless I've looked up reviews or read summaries because time is our most valuable asset. So it's important we choose to use it wisely, right? One thing I find is that people continue on with goals that they know are not in alignment with them anymore because life changed or their priorities changed or something happened. And a lot of the reasons they continue on because of the sunken cost fallacy, because they've already put time and effort into it. You have to know, though, don't continue on with something just because you've put time into it or money into it. Because you know what sucks even more? Putting more time into it when you know it's shifted and you know there's new things that have come into your life or you've put out into your life to focus on. Those are the thoughts that run through my mind when I need to make that distinction between how to know when to quit, and how to know that I just need a little bit more motivation to keep going on. I highly recommend listening to the first part of the series because it talks a lot about alignment and the second part because it talks about visualization and visualizing the struggle as well so that when you come across struggles, you're not likely to quit. You've already been prompting your brain to know that they're gonna be expected. But as it happens sometimes, Goals change and people change and things change in our lives and that's totally okay. So how I personally like to distinct this is I take out a sheet of paper and I write down a pros and a cons list. I write down a brainstorming list. I just write and you'd be surprised that when you write, you gain so much clarity. Write down the pros of continuing on with this goal and the cons of continuing on and maybe write down something that can replace that that maybe is more in alignment with where you're at today. I hope that really helps out and I hope you've enjoyed the three-part goal series. Come back to this at any time, not just around New Year's resolutions, but any time in the year when you just need a reminder of these strategies and steps or maybe just a boost in how to know when to quit, or tips on how to track your progress. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to tune in to today's episode. It's something I don't take lightly, and I love you for putting the effort into bettering yourself. Now, There are three things that would mean the world to me if you were at all inspired by today's show. 
One, if you liked this episode, then follow the one for one rule and share it with at least one friend or someone who you think would benefit from listening in today. It's my personal motto, be inspired, inspire others. Two, rate, subscribe, and review the show. It really helps me out in being discovered and in turn helps me help others, which is, of course, the ultimate goal. Three, if today's show resonated with you and you think you could help others by sharing your own personal perspective or insight, don't be shy to head on over to the blog where all the action takes place. Definitely join in on the conversation because you never know the difference you could be making on someone's day or even their life by engaging in today's topic. The blog also has some useful quotables, takeaways, and insights that I think you'll love aside from just the podcast show. Go to www.poojaanand.com forward slash blog to check it out now. That's P-O-O-J-A. A-N-A-N-D dot com forward slash blog. Lastly, it's also where you can have a say in what future episodes will be about, ask me a question, or give me suggestions. Thank you so much again for tuning into this episode, sending you big love today and always to never let your dreams stay dreams. I'll chat with you next time on The Happiness Approach.